0: the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, we've got Ryan Weiss. Ryan, you are the president of Effective Performance Strategies. You're found on the web at EPS zone.com and you are also author of the new book from orangutan to rocket scientist how to lead and engage your team with effective process we we'll have to find out what the connection is between an orangutan and rocket scientist uh ryan thank you for joining us
1: thank you for having me josh it's a pleasure i really appreciate the uh, the time and opportunity for sure tell us what effective performance strategies does yeah, so we help organizations at the uh, what I call the intersection of people and process. So sometimes folks focus only on the people, and sometimes they focus only on the process. And what I mean by that is, um, I'm I'm certified or qualified as a Myers Briggs type indicator, you know, sort of uh, um, administrator, right? I can administer the the test and you know help people think about communication and leadership and people skills and all those types of things. And uh, and there are a lot of different ways to do that. Predictive index and um, Disc assessments and all those types of things, and um, and and those are really useful tools. Um, on the other side, we have sort of the process people, right? And I'm also mm. a Six Sigma Master Black right? Like That's where I started my career. I've got degrees in chemistry and finance. I'm like a process geek, right? Um, but what I've learned over my career is that the intersection of people and process is where things really come together. So um, teaching people great communication skills without giving them process. It makes people frustrated. They're like, oh, I'm a great communicator. I'm like a debate, debate team person. If we give people process, but don't give them great communication skills or don't get people interacting with the process, don't give them an easy to follow process. We make a really complex thing that nobody follows, then, then it doesn't happen. And, and so on either extreme, nothing happens. I say um, people without process get frustrated and process without people is wasted. And, uh, and it's, so it's, it's an intersection of those two things that we help organizations to solve.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. I, I remember reading E-Myth, of course, which would be very process and systems driven, and then um, a bunch of years later, I, end, I read uh, Lynchpin, uh Seth Godin, uh, but but there are a lot of really great books out there that talk about you know the power of your people and investing in your people, and you know, and I'd say that that's really important, particularly today, um, that we don't want people because, and I think we've seen this quite clearly with the Great Resignation, people. don't want to feel they're part of a machine. They want to know that what they do matters and they want
1: to know that they matter. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and, you know, if we, you know, make sure that people know that they matter, that's absolutely critical. And if we give them processes to set them up for success, it makes everything work so much better together. So uh, absolutely. Well, how could one
0: do maybe an audit of their operations and their personnel? And, and are there questions that we could ask to kind of help us figure out if we're on the right track or not?
1: Well, absolutely. And I actually have a uh, what I call a blind spot assessment. And it goes through five Ps. This is sort of the rocket ship of the book that you alluded to, um, the purpose, product, performance, people, and process. And uh, so I've got a blind spot assessment that I'd you know, be happy to share and People could could take a look at it. Think about um, how do you rate your organization's performance in in terms of those five Ps? And then secondly, where do you focus your time? And what I find when I work with organizations on those five Ps is that uh, sometimes, I mean, I've got one client that rated herself very low, her organization very low in terms of purpose, but that's where she spends all of her time. There's this massive disconnect. And and so you, know, as you sort of think about are, do you have alignment between the purpose, where your rocket ship's going, your product, the, the product that you offer and how that lines up with your purpose? The performance, the performance metrics, do those all line up. Do your people all line up with all that stuff? And then finally, do you have processes that enable your team to perform and ultimately fulfill your organization's purpose? And, uh, and so that's really become my mantra. Is, uh, is is around those P's and just how that ship all kind of works together. Now, why did you get into this? So I got into this because I worked in a big corporation for 17 years. Well, I started my first company when I was 16. Uh, my youngest brother still owns it today, just Grown it into a $10 million plus a year business. Um, mm. But I moved on. I went to work for a big corporation. They moved us seven times in 17 years. We moved to Asia and back twice. I managed 180 people in Asia and global teams and all these types of things and um, but I had a passion to get back out and um, work with small to mid-sized businesses again and start my own business and so that's about almost exactly six years ago you you're hitting me like right on the six year anniversary right now of when I resigned from the corporate world and uh, and started this business and uh, there was there was a moment when I was in the Philippines managing those people uh, I was having I was having chest pains. I was actually having chest pains. I went to see a Filipino doctor and I don't want to give away my whole book, but this is actually in the book. I went to see this Filipino doctor and he said, so what brings you in to see me today? And I said, well, I had chest pains. Like I'm, I'm feeling, and he said, well, tell me about your job. Is it stressful? And I said, no, I managed 180 people on night shift. They're great people. And he said, well, so. How is that not stressful? By the <laughs> way, <laughs> and He said, so, so how much coffee do you drink? And I, I said, but they're great people, right? And he said, "Well, how much coffee do you drink?" I said, "Well, two Americanos every night because Starbucks on the first floor open all night or most of the night, yeah. and uh, oftentimes I'll take one of the managers down and, and talk to him and stuff." And and he said, oh, "So how much sleep do you get?" And I said, "Well, I can't sleep because I drink two Americanos every night to stay mm-hmm. awake all night and the people." That and he said, "Well, how much exercise do you get?" And I said, "Well, I can't exercise. I'm always exhausted because right." And he said, "You know what? You seem like a smart guy. You're gonna figure this out. You don't need medicine, and you don't need uh, you don't need any tests." So how are you enjoying life in the Philippines otherwise? It was the end of the medical discussion. Wow. It was was literally that fast in the doctor's office. And I had this moment of realization, I've got to get my stuff together. And about that same time, one of my managers was a top manager who worked for me. Her name name was Risa. She asked me about that same time. She said, boss, don't you trust me? And, And I just, I sat back and thought, what am I doing? I'm trying to micromanage. I'm trying to understand everything that's going on in all these processes, and I need to figure out a system to get my managers engaged. They don't think I trust them. And, mm-hmm. and we're not going to be successful if we don't do something different. And uh, that was really a life-changing moment for me that helped me formulate what it was I was going to build and and how I was going to leave the corporate world and, and find and find a, a way of really being an entrepreneur again and helping people. So um, yeah. that's really the foundation of it.
0: Ryan, what do we do um, if we, because I, I, you know, I've talked with so many leaders and we talk about, you know, operational, you know, having great operations. And listen, I am so grateful for the talent that I've got within my organization. Um, but but there are times when someone misses a key deadline and, you know, I can be empathic for sure, you know, and I'm happy to be empathic always, you know, um, but I, I what do you do when you extend, you know, more kind of freedom or more trust, and then it it doesn't work out, and and it's yeah. frustrating, and it's got to be frustrating for them too, right? So yeah. what what did I do wrong in that instance? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't know that it's always something that you did wrong, right? Like I think um you know look people um need to be fit into the right seat on the rocket ship, right? There are there are some people who are you know sort of a command control center, you know, down on earth, there's other people who are actually going to sit on a spaceship. I mean, I would never get on a spaceship, right. I just, I would never be an astronaut. I'd never be a good one. Um, You know, so, so if you've got the wrong person in the wrong seat, right. If I was on a rocket ship, I would probably have anxiety. Um, It wouldn't be comfortable for me, but I'm sure glad that there are people out there doing that. And um, you know, but I could, you know, so I, I think as, as you look at it, we've got to make sure that the right people are in the right seats, that that there's values alignment between the purpose of the organization and the people who are on the ship and the people who are supporting the, the ship from the ground crew and all these other things. If, if you don't have alignment between people, then um, and, and they're not on board or they're not in the right place where they're comfortable um, and they're not looking to stretch and grow. Then, then sometimes you've got the wrong person in the wrong seat. And sometimes that person needs yeah. to move out. So it's not always the leader's fault, um, but I also don't want to give leaders a pass. I think sometimes um, sometimes leaders can also create environments that's not comfortable for employees, even with good employees, right? So even good employees can sort of get burned out. I'll give, quick example, I've got a, um, a a client a while back that, uh, and I'll tell the story about the orangutan in just a moment. But I, I asked him the three things, the tools, skills, and mindset. I said, do you, how are your people doing in t- terms of tools, skills, and mindset? And he said, well, look, we, we give our people amazing tools to work with. We hire very talented people and and we give them training to skills. Um, he said, they're missing the mindset. They're, they just they don't have the mindset to succeed. And I said, so do you hire unmotivated people? Mm. Or have they become that way over time? Right. Wow. <laughs> and Ouch. uh, you know, I, I hate that I even like that question though, completely opened a new conversation about the culture and about the systems that they had in place and how they were hiring in talented people that, that were motivated, but over time they were getting beat up. And I think when we see the great resignation, the great reshuffle, whatever we want to call it these days, um. Those people who are looking and finding a new job, if those people are all bad people with bad mindsets, then the great reshuffle is not going to help anything, right? They're going to take that somewhere else. Um, If we look at it from a perspective of as leaders, we need to figure out how to create systems and create culture that will engage people to succeed and thrive in our environment that's where the energy the human energy sort of propels our rocket ship and um yeah so it, it was a difficult question to ask and i had to ask it carefully but um but the the end result was really pretty amazing in terms of what we were able to achieve so
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, listen, Ryan, your website is epszone.com. When somebody goes there, what do they do? Like, how do they, they're like, okay, I really like what this guy's talking about. Clearly we have some issues that I'm concerned, uh, you know, that, that it definitely needs to at least be looked at. So when they go there, what do they click on? What do they do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So they can definitely go to the, uh, contact us, uh, a uh, form that's on there, and I'd be happy to uh, happy to set up a meeting, a Zoom meeting, and and chat through with people. I've got an open calendar that I can send you a link to. Um, so if you go ahead and put the into the contact us, what you'd like to chat about, and put your information, be I'd be happy to uh, have those discussions and uh, and see how I can help. Um, and then in addition, I've got a, a second website we just launched with the book, which is RyanCWeiss.com, and that website particularly. It has um, our ebook, has the has a link to be able to buy the book, has you know information about me as an author and a speaker and things like that. So that's a second way that folks can get in touch with me. And uh, and I, I think that's that could be really a, a good place for them to get into if they're not ready to jump into a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. I get it, right? Go ahead to RyanCWeiss.com. And you can download an ebook. You can start getting some more information. Um, That might be a better first stepping point for people exploring and trying to uh, learn just a little bit more about this. And uh, the ebook's free; don't have to pay for it. Just uh, that's the cliff notes of the uh, the bigger book. So, um, if you want to dip your toe in the water and test it out, that'd be a great place to go.
0: There we go. Awesome. Again, the book is titled "From Orangutan to Rocket Scientist: How to Lead and Engage Your Team Through Effective." process. Ryan Weiss, thank you so much. Again, your your other website, of course, is epszone.com. Ryan, thank
1: you so much for joining us. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Josh, for having me on.